This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) I was pretty angsty. I was like misunderstood. Like my parents didn't understand me. They didn't get it. Hey, Mika. What's the cheese miss? This is What's the Cheese Miss, a show about Pilipinx identity in Edmonton. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, just been working on an assignment, so it's nice to have a fun conversation to like split up the work. Maybe just give like a couple sentences about, about you before we get started. Yes. So my name is Mika Leonida. My pronouns are she and her. I am a producer with What's the Chismis, and I have been with the team for around two years now, and it's been a really good time. So this episode is a throwback episode and by throwback I mean way back Uh, so can you maybe tell me a little bit about teenage Mika what you looked like what you liked to do what what you were what you were like back then yeah teenage Mika was um very quiet I guess very shy very insecure I went to a French immersion high school as as people may know and so I was like one of the only like people of color in my grade. I was surrounded by a lot of like white folks. So I definitely got to learn about different like Eastern European cultures, which was really nice. Um, and I spent most of my days speaking in French. Um, but I also really enjoyed like watching Glee. If anyone remembers like the show Glee, I like singing. I was like a band person. I played the flute and like won an award for like being a good conductor and leader. So I was really, really interested in like the art scene. I was not very athletic. A lot of people were taller than me. So I sort of wrote that off in my junior high and high school career. But yeah, I like stuck to myself, read a lot of books and um, wasn't very social until the end of like my high school times. Mm, I see. How about, uh, how did you dress? Mm. Yeah, I think it changed quite a bit. I think in like grade seven, I wore tight skinny jeans that were very colorful. Like I remember I had a green pair of tight skinny jeans from like stitches. I wore like graphic tees with like different animals on them. I had really long hair like to my waist and then I cut it off um like in grade seven and I got like a blonde streak in my hair um I wore these really dorky glasses like the like the Kirkland brand square rectangular glasses um and then like later on when I started to be interested in like boys I I dressed more feminine so I like wore skirts and like more lacy things and like I curled my hair and wore makeup more so 
Yeah, that was a really interesting time, like sort of navigating from being a bit more like, I don't really care what I look like. I'm going to wear what I want to being like, oh, people perceive me based on how I dress. So I need to like be with the trends. Right. Can you tell me a bit about your social life? Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm like what I was in junior high. Like I didn't have very large groups of friends, but I had a very close knit group of friends, like two or three, maybe like four max of people that I like enjoyed hanging out with and like would actively spend time with. And some of those people I'm like still close with today. And then just by way of like growing up and, and um, shifting priorities, um, some people like I've lost touch with um, and we just don't have similar interests. Although I still follow them on like social media and like we'll do the casual, like liking the post or if someone like does something cool in their life, just like congratulating them. So that's been really interesting. Can you give me a specific example of a, a person that you were kind of close with maybe and that there's been some sort of falling out and that you still follow each other on socials though? Yeah, I've been quite lucky. I don't think I've ever had like a very traumatic falling out with anyone. One person, her name is Natalie. I don't know if you want full names, Ryan. <laughs> I'll ask for the full names later, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this one person uh, named Natalie or, or whatever, um, we sort of, yeah, like fell out of touch, but we've always been quite supportive of each other's like academic careers and like now careers as well. So what happened with Natalie? Yeah, we were like really good friends in junior high, like starting in grade seven we would like go on band trips together. She played like the baritone saxophone. And so she like sat behind me in our band courses. We took like all of the same classes together. Like we had math together and science and we had like gym together. And um, before going into high school, we took, um, it's called COM, C-A-L-M, like career management or whatever, very useless together in the summertime. and. She like introduced me to music festivals in Edmonton. Like the first time that I went to Folk Fest was with her. Uh, the first time I went to Interstellar Rodeo was, was with her. Um, and we like played badminton. That was like the only sport that I played in junior high because it didn't require like you to be tall. Um, and yeah, I guess it, our friendships are just fell apart because I went down the more like political science, like social studies route, more like student union route. And she went down the more like math, preparing for a science degree and was very involved in like volleyball and just very different classes and interests as we like grew up. Um, we both used to be like on the improv team together, but because of like sports and, and needing to go to practice, she just stopped coming and I continued to do improv and continued to do like theater and sports and theater at our high school like you just couldn't do both of them or else you would be just very loaded with work mm, I see um what were teenage Mika's crush situation 
Yeah. So I'm with um, like my junior high like boyfriend, you can say. Um, uh, yeah, our listeners know his name is Liam, but Liam, Natalie, and I were all like really good friends. And we all like started um, to hang out after we we were on the badminton team in junior high. And yeah, I guess you could say it was a little bit awkward because um, I like started to develop feelings for Liam. This was also sort of why I started to dress differently because I wanted him to like like me. And I didn't want boys to think that I was like too tomboyish because when, I don't know, I just thought that boys don't like tomboy looking girls. Um, but I started to develop feelings for Liam. And then somewhere along the lines, I like told Natalie that I, that I liked Liam. And she was like, oh, that's like interesting. I like kind of like Liam too. Or like, I didn't, that's weird. Okay. So I think I heard that. And then we just didn't talk about it. And then I continued to pursue Liam and she didn't say anything. And then I'm still dating Liam, but I, I don't think that like contributed to our falling out. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, like we're friends still. Let's just keep going and see where this leads. But then I started to spend more time with Liam and like less time with Natalie. And Natalie sort of like phased out of our, our, our group of friends. And do you, do you have like a teacher that's particularly memorable to you? Yeah, mm, my one social studies teacher and also badminton coach. Um, her name is, um, well, I, I met her before she was married. So her maiden name was Dean and then her married name is Van Leeuwen. So her, her current name would be like Kendra Van Leeuwen. And yeah, she was really nice. She like encouraged me to think about politics and government and like inequality and like how to help people in your community. And that was like the first time that someone like paid specific attention to like my interests. Um, my parents were like really busy working multiple jobs. And so developing like interests wasn't something really at home it was more so something that like was encouraged by my teachers and so Madame Van Leeuwen was one of the first people that like saw that I was interested and like actively fed me um, like news and opportunities to explore those things so she was like the, one of the main reasons why I did like high school model United Nations and then went on to like lead that club in high school so yeah she's cool <laughs> Nice. What what did that encouragement look like? Like, what's an example of like her giving you that encouragement that you you mentioned? Yeah, she like offered her students. Um, so we would have written assignments in French, and obviously, like French is not my first language. Um, she would say, "Oh, send me like your essays, and I'll read them, and then I'll give you like feedback." So I would like send them into her because I was really nervous about getting bad marks. And then I thought that she would tell me that I was like writing it wrong or that I wasn't like good enough to get like a, a good mark in class. 
but she was like very nurturing. So if ever I like wrote something wrong or misinterpreted something, she would like take the time to write it, write out what I was missing or to like take me aside in class and like discuss what I did nicely or what I could improve on. And then like as our, our badminton coach, always just like encouraging students to like try their best and like to push themselves, but also like not to be too hard on themselves. So it was a very interesting balance between like nurturing in the sense of like academic and, and passion, but also like trying something new in badminton and being a bit more sportive because I, I wasn't at all. Well, would you say that she paid special attention to you or was she like that with everyone? I think she was like that for people who like made an effort. Um, I, I was like part of the academic leaning group. So I was kind of like a teacher's pet and I wanted teachers to like me, but I don't think she like actively discriminated against people who like weren't interested in social studies. In fact, I think she like tried more to make like our social studies classes about voting more interesting. Like she took us out on a field trip to um, White Avenue after school at like five o'clock for students that wanted to come. And we went to like a local bookstore that like resold yeah, books. Um, we learned about like fair trade coffee at like Transcend Coffee. We went to um, that, that one vegan place on White Avenue, Cafe Mosaics. And she like taught us about the, the value of like a, uh, a vegetable or like plant-based diet as opposed to one that was like very meat-based. Um, yeah, and, and did so in a way that was like, social studies is not just about like history. It's also about what you can do to like make a difference for people. So maybe not shopping at Walmart if you can help it or like not buying Nestle products that sort of like oppress other people in the global South. Um, yeah, and that was a really interesting point of view because my parents would talk about that kind of stuff too. And I like made the connection between, oh, okay, like consumer decisions impact people in the Philippines because they don't have as many opportunities that we do in Canada. Super interesting. Okay. Um, I've got two more questions for you. So one is, can you recall a moment that stands out as embarrassing in your teenage years? Oh, um, in junior high, I went on a four person date, like a double date with my really good childhood friend, Russell. Like we, we basically grew up together um, since birth. And he was like dating one of my really good friends from elementary school. And we went to go see the Green Lantern. And I went with Liam because he was my crush. And then Russell's mom picked us up from the movie theater. And she was like, oh, hi, guys. Like, wow, it's so nice that all of you friends are going to see a movie together. And Russell and I just like kind of both looked at each other. And we were like, yeah, friends, me, Russell this person and this person, definitely all platonic, uh, Tita, yes. And she was like, oh, okay, good. 
good thing to know that you guys are not dating and interested in like dating yet. But in the movie theater, we were definitely like making out and like sharing food. Not all four of us, but like in between us. So I like felt really guilty because like I was being picked up by this lady who basically raised me in the van that like I used to ride in to go to swim swimming practices when I was like eight years old. And here I am like flat out lying to this like lady who has no reason to be lied to, but I just didn't want my parents to like scold me and like take away my freedom and not let me go to the movies ever again. I was also very hyper aware that like if, if, if Russell got like, I don't know, reprimanded that I would feel so bad of like trying to concoct this lie for him. So yeah. I think eventually Russell's mom was like, so is he dating? And I was like, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's like a rite of passage. You gotta, you know, you yeah. got to lie to an adult about who you're making out with at some point. Yeah, she, she definitely like must have called my parents or something because like Russell came over to the house, I think a week later. And then my parents were like, oh, we didn't know you went to the movies with your friends. And I was like, oh God, parents talk, I forgot. <laughs> wow, there's no escaping it. Uh, okay, so my last question is, what would your proudest moment be in your teenage years? Proudest moment. Oh, I, I think time has passed. I can like say this in public, but I got a community service award because I was so involved with the school. Um, it was not very altruistic because I was doing it to potentially use it for like scholarships, but I still liked being helpful. Um, but with like great responsibility comes great power, as they like to say. And so I knew I was getting this award, but on the same day, my high school they throw um, an annual school-wide water fight. And so we use like the hoses to fill up kiddie pools. People bring like water balloons and like water guns and stuff. And people bring their bathing suits so they can get wet and, and run around in the soccer field. And there is a daycare at the time across from our high school and we use their water source. So we use their hose and I was observing this, you know, making sure everything was, you know, up to code. And as I was walking into the gymnasium to sit down and wait for my name to be called for this community service award, someone who was in charge of filling the kiddie pools comes up to me and he whispers in my ear and he says, I think we broke the faucet. Like the, yeah, uh, the thing that you turn and it turns on the water or you turn it and it turns off the water. And I go, huh? interesting so I go outside and just you know telling my my teachers that I'm just going to go to the bathroom you know it's okay I'll be back and we have flooded the daycare across from our school like the basement there is water that is rising and it's become like notable to the daycare like attendance that there is now water in their in their building um 
this is a private daycare at the time. Uh, the school eventually bought this building, which is good because, you know, um, so I'm like, huh, what part of the faucet is broken? And the, the turning device was like ripped off. So the student who was in charge of filling the kiddie pools thought it would be a good idea to use like a wrench to try to turn off the water, but in the process yanked off part of the faucet. So there's no way to turn it off other than to, you know, call the city and turn off the water for this building. Um, good thing the principal was not there this day, nor was the vice principal. And like the next person in charge was my biology teacher. And I was teaching my biology teacher at the time how to play guitar. And so we had a really good understanding and a very good relationship. And he had a very good relationship with our custodian. Um, for context, um, my biology teacher was from Cameroon and my janitor was black. I, I don't remember where he's from. So we were all like people of color telling each other what was going on. And then my bio teacher basically was like, don't worry, Mika, go get your award. We're gonna fix the situation. The principal will never find out about it and you'll graduate and you will never have to come back. So that's exactly what I did. I grabbed my check, had the water fight. I, I guess the water in the school stopped you know, rising and I never heard from my bio teacher, the principal or the janitor ever again. Wow, two things to be super proud of, the award <laughs> and then also your connections that allowed you to, you know, get away with that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so I, I don't even know if like the principal knows that we did this. So, uh, ha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> uh, wow. Sorry for the water damage. <laughs> don't worry, statute of limitations, you're, you're off the hook. By now, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. not even in the province. You can't, you can't come for me, please. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my last question. And uh, how this episode works is that uh, I just I wanted to throw back to that time, but then I also want to bring that time to the present. So by that I mean I'm going to ask you for the full names of some of the people that you've mentioned today, and. I'm going to Facebook and Instagram stalk them and send them messages and, you know, I'll, I'll track them down and I'll set up a meeting with you and that person. Uh, I'll, I won't tell you who it's going to be that shows up. So their face is going to pop up and then you'll be like, oh, it's you. And, and you can talk for the first time in many years, I'm sure. So, uh, Okay, I'm going to, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel okay about it. I feel quite shameless. I mean, there are worse things that could have happened, you know, and I think that my relationships all end like on a good note and will withstand any scrutiny that arises from further conversation. We shall see, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. 
how are you feeling about our interview and our surprise guest that will be here soon? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to like think about it too much and just to have like an open mind because I don't know who it is. So the minute that this person like enters the room, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not very <laughs> nervous. I'm just like interested to see how the conversation will go. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Cool. Um, our surprise guest is here, so I will let them in now. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on our show, Natalie. Really, really, really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for asking me. I was like so surprised when you messaged me and then said that Nika talked about me. I'm like, I hope it was all good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe I'll just ask some questions to both of you. Okay. So uh, one, uh, Mika, you had mentioned in your story that both of you were on the badminton team back when you were teens and that there was also someone else on that team and maybe something transpired. Can you um, just <laughs> mention, do a one minute version of the story and then we'll get Natalie's side. Yeah, no. Um, so Liam, my partner, like I've mentioned a few times in like the podcast was the other person on this team. And we were like all, all three of us are like really good friends. And like recently Liam and I have been like following Natalie and like, all of her success is like a student in med school, like now going on to other things with, with med school. And you're we like, oh yeah, like, remember when all three of us were like friends and like did folk fest and like you two sort of both liked me at the same time. Like that didn't really, like what happened there? And then I was like, I don't really know if we both liked you ever at like one point, you know? We kind of just like stayed friends and then moved on. And then high school came and then we both pursued like different passions. So yeah, I think, yeah just like people grow up and like move on and then like you're still friends and you still like support each other like on social media mm -hmm. when there's not like that connection and you're sort of like different people now like it's been like 10 years since like we were on the badminton team which was crazy mm -hmm. uh yeah thinking about it so that's a story that I told Nothing okay yeah <laughs> um yeah like it is kind of crazy to think it's been 10 years because I still almost feel like that, like in obviously in a lot of ways, I've, I feel like I've changed and grown, but there's that like core part of you that still feels like that, like sheepish, strange 12, 13 year old. Um, and yeah, I still haven't like, like that feeling at all. Um, where I think probably when I was younger, I would have imagined like, oh yeah, at 24, I would feel a lot different than I did back then but there's still yeah those core parts of me that are retained in terms of like the liking Liam thing that's so funny I think we both I think there were oh no I remember this now okay we were at Mount Carmel I think or like no it was Ben Calf Rope um and at and we, you and I were going to go fill up our water bottles and Liam was practicing in the gym and I remember like actually at that point liking Liam and being like, oh, he's cute, blah, 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 um, in my brain, but hadn't vocalized that to anybody. And then I think if I'm, I might be misremembering it, but like 
I do think that um, you told me at that point, you were like, oh, I have a crush on Liam and like, I think I'm going to say something. And then I remember that like being like kind of disappointed um, because I was like, oh, well, I can't say anything now. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I do think maybe there were other conversations before where we were like, oh, he's cute. But I think at that point, you know, you had kind of staked your claim and I was like, all right, here we go, I guess. And then, yeah, you just, I mean, it's junior high. So then they're like, obviously your, your brain goes to other people and you kind of pursue these different people and interests. Um, but yeah, I do actually remember that, like, it felt like a very defining moment at that time for some reason. Um, I think it was also because like Liam is like obviously such a wonderful person and it's that felt like very rare to find in like a junior high boy <laughs> so yeah badminton it's where love begins yeah no, uh, ryan's heart emoji in the yeah of the zoom call thank you so much ryan yes morning yeah no that great memory yeah i have like a vivid memory of like mount carmel um yeah and like the games that we played there so yeah yeah. and sorry go ahead oh no junior high was yeah junior high was like a very tumultuous time I don't know if we can like because I remember like you and I were I remember you like becoming my friend in grade seven um and being like oh this is like a nice cool person like because I didn't know anyone at Picard really and then, yeah, that we fa- I feel like we did face some like challenges to our friendship, um, not between us, but I think like other people and navigating that was really interesting, I think. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see you again. It feels weird because like knowing that how close we were and then, yeah, you just end up like pursuing different things. Oh, sorry, Ryan, I see that you have your hand up. Yeah, Natalie, I think you touched on something really interesting and I was wondering if we could expand a bit. You, you said there were like tumultuous times in the relationship, but it wasn't like us, but like other things. Can you give mm. some examples of those things that were tumultuous? Yeah, I can't. I, can't. I don't want this to be like a negative episode because I mean, I feel like we, we had like such a wonderful friendship, but I think like that's inherent almost in like junior high relationships or like these challenges. But um, yeah, I just remember one time, um, there, there was like this crew of us, I guess. Um, and, you know, in grade nine, um, there was, I'm, I don't know, Mika, if you remember this, but um, the, some drama surrounding a grad dress, a grade <laughs> nine grad dress, where I went shopping with my grandma, and she was like, oh, I love this dress, you should get it. And um, I don't know if it was unbeknownst to me or, but uh, a friend in our group also had the same dress in a different color that she was planning to wear to grade nine grad. And then I worked to school like a month before being like, oh, this is like a cute outfit. I'm so excited. My grandma bought me this dress and it just caused this like huge ordeal. And, and I think actually it was like probably one of the reasons why we like didn't weren't as close in high school which now to say you know to think that like dress gate in retrospect (laughs) caused us to not be as close but it yeah I remember I remember that 
instance and just feeling, you know, like, oh my gosh, I've really stirred the pot and created this rift, you know, unwillingly and unknowingly. Um, but yeah, it was never like between us really. It was just kind of the circumstances that that led to to that. And unfortunately having to kind of like, you know, choose people and stuff. So um, but no hard feelings, obviously. It just is it's funny to talk about now. Yeah, I remember that um, very specifically, even like we were in science class, like Miss Yamil's <laughs> science class. And like, oh. I think it was the first class of the day in grade nine. And like you walked in and then, yeah, the other person was like, oh my gosh, I have that same dress and that same color. And then you both had a conversation like in front of me about it. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this is kind of dumb, but I don't want to get involved because <laughs> I am like very conflict averse. I think Ryan, I told you that I'm like very conflict averse. So instead of like addressing it, I was kind of just like, I'm going to let them like figure it out. And I don't think like they ever like figured it out, which like like Natalie alluded to, like bled into like high school and uh, our friend group, like not taking the same courses necessarily. And then also just like we had different interests, like mm -hmm. Natalie went on to do like volleyball a lot more and like student council. And then I went on to do more like musical and like improv things. And so those two things never coincided necessarily. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I went more down like the social sciences route in university and then Natalie went on to like do sciences. And if you know, like the University of Alberta, they're sort of like separate um, mm -hmm. buildings and like on separate sides of campus. So yeah, thinking about mm -hmm. it now, it's like, it was never like between us, but just by way of growing into your own person, like, yeah, you sort of lose touch, but it's okay. Yeah. Because we're- No. Yeah, no, and I, like, I don't think I've ever, you know, I don't think, you know, really, and even with that person, like, we ended up, like, becoming friends again in university and stuff, and, um, but it is interesting, like, in retrospect, I do think that that, like, weird, very innocuous, obviously ridiculous event, like, led to, yeah, maybe us pursuing these different paths and diverging a little bit, which is so interesting to, you know, look back at in retrospect. You were kind of talking about like watching me on social media and like I've done the same thing where I've like, I'm like, wow, Mika's doing such incredible work. That's like, you know, or you'll you'll post something and I'll be like that is such an interesting article or topic and I really admire you know all the work that you do and and how like varied you are in, in your interests and um yeah so just because we weren't like super close always doesn't mean I wasn't admiring and being like Ooh, <laughs> go Mika thank you and yeah like likewise as well like my parents will often ask like what's natalie doing really oh that's funny natalie is great you don't even worry about natalie she's doing <laughs> <great> things <laughs> i'm not dead in a ditch somewhere my mom still thinks yeah. sometimes if i don't reply to her text she'll be like have you died no, yeah still here. <laughs> Oh, I love the dress gate story. Like that's so, it's so interesting. Like, and that's, I feel like I'm watching an episode of, of a, a TV show. Cause these are like real big issues that happen to people in, in junior high. Uh, and that's just a wonderful example. Uh, I think I, maybe I'll just maybe have one last question for the episode. 
Uh, and and maybe we'll have five more minutes or so and then and then I'll stop recording and get off of this room but you two can still talk if you feel like it but um, my last question is uh, Natalie you did reference that you had a wonderful relationship so mm -hmm. um, is there maybe each of you can provide one story or talk about the same one or whatever but is there one example of a time that you remember with each other where you're like this person is my friend or this person was there for me or any anything like that just and uh, ending on a positive note oh gosh it feels like so long ago to like like distill you know or like find like a particular story um maybe you know i, I might just kind of talk about what I, I, unless Mika, you have like a specific story, but um, I was just gonna more like, like I think just these qualities that like you exemplified throughout the friendship that I really remember, but unless you have a story you wanna share first. Um, yeah, I have like a mini story, okay. in <laughs> which is like just the times of just me being like the most awkward, but also, like the least self-aware you know like when you're coming into grade seven and you're like hot shit at a grade six but then no one <laughs> in junior high and high school and you're trying to balance that we did um, a social studies project on um, I don't even remember what but we went over to Natalie's house and I brought like my parents camcorder um, wait was this the Edo Japan one it might have been the Edo Japan one or like the Jacques Cartier one where we, like, oh, went. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that Edo Japan one was a different one too. But we did a lot of like school projects. So, and we went hard on these school projects. And I was yeah, telling you that like we are teachers' pets, like we were teachers' pets. Yeah, that's we, embarrassing, but correct. Correct. We like dressed up, like Natalie drew a mustache on me so I could pretend to be like an explorer. I think that Natalie created this like really cool map where she like took coffee grounds or whatever and like made mm. the paper look like a old map and everything. But then she edited all like our video clips together, like our storyboard together. And it was really cool. And like, it was the first time that someone had like invited me to their house for like a long period of time. And the first person where my parents were like, we like Natalie, we trust Natalie. Natalie's nice. You can stay at Natalie's house for as long as you want. And then we'll just come and pick you up. Um, so that was like a really cool memory that like popped into my head when you asked Ryan. Um, I do actually remember that project and I remember the buying a camcorder getting my parents to be like oh no you brought the camcorder but then getting my parents to like finagle the computer to do that um, I th honestly I will say like coming into junior high like like I said no one from my elementary went to Picard um, that was in our year like to, to our to our junior high and so I just remember being like completely, you know, out of my element. And yeah, like not thinking I was hot shit because I was like, all these people know each other and all these people um, like have these pre-established relationships and the shared history. And like, I'm like, you know, wearing my cargo shorts and Crocs and um, not particularly cool. And and I, I remember it was like very early on, I think it was like in gym class, Mika, where, 
either we were like assigned to be partners or, you know, I was like close to you and I was like, she looks like, you know, not like she's going to bully me. Maybe I'll ask her to be my partner. And I remember we had to do these like weird calisthenics and Monsieur Gaudreau was like yelling at us in French. And I think we were like, I we were just kind of being weird, but we like progressively got weirder the more comfortable we got with each other. And I think, and I remember, be, you know, feeling like it was kind of one of the first moments where I felt like at ease um, in junior high and, you know, recognize like, oh, this is a person who, you know, is not going to judge me and is going to kind of accept the strangeness and, and isn't, um, I guess, averse to being my friend just because I'm, you know, not part of these pre-established groups and just feeling like going home and feeling so grateful and probably writing in my diary about it um, because I think that was like a really big I mean for any junior high kid but it's like certainly a really big anxiety going into a new school with like you know no one and and wondering like am I going to find my people and and I think that that's a sentiment that I've like really tried to pursue and throughout and it's hard it's still you know hard to find people who you know you feel entirely at ease with and who are the same type of weird as you and um yeah it's quite rare to find and so I think I remember that moment and being like okay you know it's, it's gonna be okay um so thank you for that Right, Kendra, thanks so much for being here. We're just waiting. Mika should be here in a couple minutes and we'll surprise her with, with you being here already. <laughs> okay. So um, Mika is here, so let's get going. I'll admit her right now. Okay. Hello. Hi. Goodness, wow. Oh my goodness, it's so nice to see you. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's summer, so it's good. <laughs> oh my goodness, blast from the past. I haven't spoken to you. Well, hello, Madame Van Leeuwen. <laughs> I know, I know. I was so so surprised to me when Ryan reached out to me. I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, I'd love to see Mika. All right. Well. Uh, so the reason why I invited Kendra is because in when I interviewed you before about your junior high years, uh, you did mention Kendra as a person in your stories. Can you maybe give her an idea of, of what we chatted about? Yeah, so Ryan asked me if I had any memorable, I guess, memories from my like high school or junior high years or someone who had a had a lasting impact on me. Oh, I'm gonna cry. And it was you because Aww. I think you like saw my potential. And as like the older child of an immigrant family, it was really hard to have my parents like see me and my interests and you did. And so that was like 
really encouraging and I think it like led me on the path that I'm on now sorry oh my god that's so moving I feel like I don't know how I couldn't have seen <laughs> seen you to be honest um Miko is such a bright student and always positive and but humble and just eager to learn and uh, it was didn't you come to listen to Adrian Clarkson read from her book when we went was that it was yeah, yeah I just yeah. remember that now yeah just little like extras that you always were just like a little sponge and Oh, that's so nice to hear. I also coached her badminton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mentioned the other badminton. Yeah, it was, it was such a lovely time being in your social studies class. I was telling Ryan that um, that was like my first introduction to like fair trade and, and sustainable, I guess, like trade. And so all of those like questions and, and ways of critical thinking, I think really encouraged me to pursue political science and to think about like public policy for people that I guess are most affected by inequalities. So that's why I guess I find myself uh, where I am today. That's amazing. That's amazing. See, that's why I love teaching social studies. Oh, yes. and even if there's only a few of you who, who get it, it's worth it for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really good. Um, yeah, thinking about back now to like junior high days and like the different leaders that I've had in my life, I think, yeah, grade nine social studies was where I started to think more critically about the world and the people around me. And so, yeah, I credit that learning to you and um, your social studies class was definitely one of the harder classes I took like uh, in junior high as well. So yeah, I I'm glad for the push and for the encouragement. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I have a question for you, Kendra. So you mentioned that Mika came along for uh, to watch some thingy that you remembered. <laughs> what was what was that event? And what do you remember? Oh, from it was it was Adrian Clarkson, like the former lieutenant governor or sorry, governor general had written a new book that was about uh, like newcomer experiences. I forget the name. I had a signed copy, I gave it to someone, I don't, it didn't come back. Um, but she was just doing a reading in town in Edmonton and we had either had just finished or we're still doing our unit on immigration. And I was like, hey guys, like she's gonna be reading, we should go check her out. But it was an evening thing. It wasn't like a formalized field trip. And I went in and Mika and, I forget if it was your mom or your dad or both, but yeah, we're there. But that's the kind of student that she was, right? And I think you also, we, we did a fair trade shopping trip to mm -hmm. White Ave. Also, we would do that at Christmas time and we would walk down to like just kind of the section of the town that had more independent shops and stuff and make all these stops at, um, yeah, fair trade stores and independent stores and stuff like that to just well, to link with our consumerism unit um so any yeah extra opportunity to uh to engage in the learning she was right there <laughs> yeah I remember that I went with my dad and it was at the Edmonton Public Library downtown before it was renovated in, in the basement and it was like one of the first times that I like had asked my parents to come with me because they both like worked 
two or three jobs and they were like, okay, well, you seem like really interested. So yeah, we'll take like the night off to go. Um, and now I'm studying immigration and integration experiences in Canada. That's what I want my thesis to be about. So I've volunteered with the Filipino community here and we'll be looking at interviewing some internationally educated nurses and their experiences of settling in Victoria and, and building a life here. So it's sort of all like full circle, yeah. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. You'll have to keep me posted about how this yeah. goes yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really interesting to me to see like, like those, those little events that, that happen can have like such a huge impact. Like mm. we're talking like a decade later and for the rest of Mika's life, like things happen because of that. So super interesting to, to see that. Um, can you, Mika, okay, I have a question for you, Mika. Uh, let's say that that you and Kendra never crossed paths. What do you think you'd be up to right now? I don't. It, I guess it's hard to tell, but it's a very fun question. I think before social studies, I was very much into like the sciences. It's that idea of like the immigrant parent wants you to be either a doctor, a lawyer, or like uh, an engineer. And so I was like, mm. oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I want to help people. Um, and then I thought social studies was interesting. I, I'd always like, excelled in it and really enjoyed the way that it made my brain kind of bend. Um, but then it only was until like grade nine when we started talking a bit more about like the UN and, and this global, um, I guess, connection between people that I was like, oh, okay. Like this, this makes sense to me because I've always understood like my parents, like, understanding of, of global affairs and still being connected to like the Philippines, but still like being Canadian. And so that kind of opened up this question for me of like, how do people belong? How do they find belonging in other countries? Like, what does that look like for their families? And um, I think without like grade nine social studies and the experiences that I was exposed to, I might have just continued on the science path and I might have decided to go to university and pursue like a general science mm. degree, um, which was the plan until like grade 11. Um, and then my parents were like, well, actually, I think, I think you're just doing this because you want us to be like happy with what you're pursuing, but you should do something that you're like proud of and, and, and happy to do. And so yeah, I, I guess grade nine was, grade nine social studies was like the start of really understanding who like I was and what my passions were. Hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so you talked earlier, Kendra, about how you'd like to make that move to high school because there's more academic and intellectual rigor. Uh, although this this throwback episode I'm doing is an acknowledgement of those like teen and puberty years and how they're so integral to people's lives and they're such a an important part of people's lives. And that's why there's so many like TV shows and books about those years. So my question is like in the June, being in the junior high space, what do you, what do you find fulfilling there? Or what, what, there are things that make you want to go to high school, but what, what makes you happy that you are where you are? And, and what, what do you see in children or um, teens going through at that time in their lives? Yeah, so so grade seven, they're right at that like 12, 
turning 13 while I have them, right? Like the, the gamut from 11 to 13, depending on when their birthdays fall. Uh, it's such an awkward age. <laughs> and there's such a difference in maturity levels um, and differences between the boys and the girls that are remarkable. And uh, it's really challenging in that way. And I think that's what will tire me out eventually, possibly too. But it is fun. Like if you can just sit back and laugh and laugh with them and um, and take advantage of the fact that um, you can pause from the rigor and just have fun together too. Um, I, I love teaching that grade nine Alberta uh, curriculum, uh, but it was very weighted by the provincial assessment tests that I would then be evaluated on. Um, and I found ways to, to have these experiences within the curriculum, but there really wasn't much leeway to play, you know, as much. Um, whereas here I have lots of leeway, it's only, it's grade seven. And I try to teach them some of those work habits, which they don't have yet because they've been so coddled through elementary school. Um, and the stakes are lower if they don't do so well. So that's kind of nice where I'm like, yeah, you know what, you did fail this and that's too bad. But your grade seven mark isn't going to mark you forever, but maybe you can learn a lesson from this. So there is that room to grow without having, without failing, hurting us, much, maybe. And there's more, yeah, there's more pauses within a normal school year in the middle school philosophy, which doesn't exist as much in Alberta, more in New Brunswick, where there's more time to play. Like there's more of these like monthly assemblies to celebrate students, students of the month and um, like guest speakers and full school, like competitions between home rooms with obstacle courses and that kind of fun social learning too. Um, that's, yeah, it's just kind of fun. And um, I would miss that, I guess, that part of it. Once I decide to, to move up, but you just, create different kind of fun, I guess. <clears throat> Super interesting. I love that it's, you know, a prime time because you learn. It's such a big learning experience because you can fail and failing is such a good way to learn. And it's not like their life is over if they fail, they're actually learning in their lives. So, wow, that's super cool. Um, all right, well, I think I'm pretty much done. Um, Mika, do you have any last words or? Um, uh, yeah, any last words before I take off? Yeah, um, on the topic of failing, I do remember my grade nine social studies provincial uh, assessment test, and I did not do very well. In fact, I think that's when I learned how to fail. Like I, <laughs> I, was, get, I was doing very well in Kendra's class. I was getting like 80s, 90s, and then the provincial achievement test happened and I got like a 50 or something. I think I just like majorly choked on this exam and that's when I like first realized that I had like exam anxiety. Uh, I remember like the night before I was like freaking out um, and then after that I was like okay this is what happens to you when you're like really stressed. Let's not do this in high school. How about and then so that was a good learning experience. I didn't have as much like stress anxiety going into exams but I learned how to like manage it after that. And it was good. Um, okay. But I guess parting words. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for like the positive influence that you've had on my life. And um, I'm glad that you find yourself in 
a place that is conducive to family life and work-life balance. And if ever you find yourself back on the West Coast, either in Alberta or uh, in Victoria, um, please do come and visit. Um, or if I find myself one day in Ottawa, uh, it's a bit closer to New Brunswick. Hopefully we can touch base. Yes, I'd love to keep in touch. I, that would be great. And yeah, come come by this way. I will get out west. It was in the plans, uh, summer 2020. <laughs> that, was, that was the plan. It kind of got pushed. Um, and I haven't gone around to, to making those plans again, but I do want to get out there. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Thank you so much. It's You never know what happens when you let them go. <laughs> and so it's nice to get these stories back. Chismis is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Ryan Lacanalau. Thank you to our guests, Mika Leonida, Natalie Chuchman, and Kendra Van Leeuwen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthecheesemis.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Chismis CGSR. Instagram at What's the Chismis or email us at chismis at cgsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat. <laughs>